Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number four of Genesis chapter one. And let's read from verse one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Okay, as we've seen, God created the heaven and the earth. He spoke and he brought the heaven and the earth into existence. Notice it's heaven singular and earth singular. Uh, But at later points in the Bible, we will read of heavens. And I think as we continue reading through Genesis 1, we'll see how God starts with the heaven and the earth, and then he will create plural heavens, as there is the the heaven where the birds fly, and then the heaven of deep space where the, the stars are. And there's also a third heaven, the Bible tells us, which is in the spiritual realm of the kingdom of heaven. But at at first... God created the heaven, singular, and the earth. Now let's move on to verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So, initially, originally, God created the earth, and it was without form and void. Now, uh, we'll look at these words, the Hebrew words, translated without form and void, in just a minute. But we can get an idea, just, just from this statement, that it's as though God created the substance. He created the matter. He, he created the earth um, as though it were uh, a clay or play-doh, and... At first, it's without form and void, and and then he's going to uh, work with that and form it and fashion it and create from this substance everything that he'll he'll do later on concerning the heavens and the earth, and and that wouldn't be too far from uh, the truth of what God did. He created the earth. And the earth was without form and void. Let's look at the Hebrew word translated without form. And it's one Hebrew word. Tohu is how I pronounce it. It's Strong's number 8414. And we're going to look at several places where this word is found. It's translated several different ways. Uh, Deuteronomy 32 
and verses nine and ten, it says, "For Jehovah's portion is his people; Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in the waste, howling wilderness." The English word "waste" is the word "without form," or, or excuse me, the Hebrew word translated "without form," and 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 so he found him. Jacob, in a waste howling wilderness, and he led him about, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. And and so since it goes on to speak of a howling wilderness, or and the first part of verse 10 tells us he found him in a desert land, we, we get the picture. It, it's an empty place. It it's a, a wilderness. There there's no trees. Um, there's no lakes, no rivers of water. It's just a desert, dry land w- without anything but dust and dirt. It, it's a, um, it, it's a howling wilderness or a without form howling wilderness. Now in Job, we find the same Hebrew word in Job chapter six and verse 18. The paths of their way are turned aside. And this is speaking of the wicked, the unsaved. They go to nothing and perish. Now the paths of their way are turned aside reminds us of Isaiah 53 verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And and that's when man um, turns from the commandments of God and commit sin. And then it says they go to nothing. And go to nothing is the Hebrew word or translation of the Hebrew word tohu, Strong's 84.14, translated as without form in Genesis 1 verse 2. They go to that which is without form and perish. Now, that's interesting. This word is translated so far as waste and go to nothing. It's also in Job 26, in verse 7, He stretcheth out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing. And you've probably guessed empty place is that same Hebrew word, tohu. He stretches out the north over that without form and hangeth the earth upon nothing. Well, we, uh, we're going to keep looking as so far we've looked three places and found three different ways it's been translated. In Isaiah 24, it's translated a, another different way. In Isaiah 24, if you remember, this is the chapter where God is describing the day of wrath, judgment day, in verse after verse. It, it is uh, detailing the earth coming under the judgment of God. And in Isaiah 24, verse 10, The city of confusion is broken down. Every house is shut up that no man may come in. And the word confusion is the same Hebrew word, the city 
which is without form, is broken down. We we could understand it to be saying, and uh, you know, I don't understand um, in all these places the the uh, significance of this word, but this is how we come to define a word in the Bible by comparing Scripture with Scripture. Here a little, there a little, we see how God uses a word, and as we go along, we we should be building a definition. And and we can now uh, see this word is translated waste in regards to a wilderness, go to nothing when men perish, um, an empty place, and confusion, confusion. Well, uh, also in Isaiah chapter 34, and also in another chapter describing Judgment Day, we find uh, the word used again. In Isaiah 34, I'll start reading in verse 8. For it is the day of Jehovah's vengeance, and the year of recompenses for the controversy of Zion. And the streams thereof shall be turned into pitch, and the dust thereof into brimstone, and the land thereof shall become burning pitch. It shall not be quenched night nor day. The smoke thereof shall go up forever. From generation to generation it shall lie waste. None shall pass through it forever and ever. But the Camorant and the bittern shall possess it. The owl also and the raven shall dwell in it. And he shall stretch out upon it the line of confusion and the stones of emptiness. And again, it's translated as confusion, where it says he shall stretch out upon it the line of confusion or the line of that which is without form and the stones of emptiness. And, and again, a very difficult verse, a very, in Isaiah 34, 11 to, uh, understand. And, and at this point, we're not trying to understand that verse. We're trying to understand Genesis 1, verse 2. When God created the earth and made the statement, it was without form and void. Well, um, both without form and void. And the Hebrew word void is found only three times. And that word void is found in Genesis 1, verse 2. In the verse we're looking at, that's the first time. And then the second time in Jeremiah chapter 4. And Jeremiah 4 also has the word without form. It has both the words that are in Genesis 1, verse 2. In our verse, in uh, Jeremiah chapter 4, and we're going to read a little bit of the context so we, we get a feel for what God is saying. And in, in Jeremiah, uh, primarily God is pronouncing the judgment upon Judah historically. And in turn, as Judah uh, or Israel, uh, the Bible tells us is a proverb when it's cut off, it, it is representing the New Testament corporate church, the churches and congregations of the world. And in Jeremiah 4, beginning in verse 19, it says, My bowels, my bowels, I am pained at my very heart. 
My heart maketh a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace. Because thou hast heard, O my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Destruction upon destruction is cried, for the whole land is spoiled. Suddenly are my tents spoiled and my curtains in a moment. How long shall I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? For my people is foolish. They have not known me. They are sottish children, and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void, and the heavens, and they had no light. Now, let me stop there. Notice Jeremiah 4, verse 23. In the context of God's judgment upon his own people, which would be when uh, spiritually, as we understand um, through much Bible study by this time, that God's judgment on Judah is a historical parable pointing to the judgment that will begin at the house of God at the end of time and and the time of the Great Tribulation period. And, and we are fully aware that that time has come and gone as the Great Tribulation was a 23-year period from what the Bible reveals May 21, it began 1988, and May 21, it ended 2011. And over that 23 exact years, those 8,400 days, God brought judgment at the house of God. And this is what Jeremiah uh, historically is pained about. It was a judgment on his own people. And uh, that's why verse 22 spoke uh, where God is speaking, my people is foolish, and they have not known me. They are sottish children, that is, the professed children of God in the churches. They have none understanding. Remember, uh, well, uh, a little later in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 8, verse 7, God will say, um, he, he will make this statement, the stork in the heaven knoweth her appointed times, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming, but my people know not the judgment of Jehovah. They have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. And that's certainly true of the church at the end of the world, the church of our time, they are extremely wise to do evil. There, there's all kinds of theologians that have written their books laying out various doctrines that are false and therefore evil. Various gospels. The, the church is full of other kinds of gospels on uh, how people can know they're saved by speaking in tongues or falling over backwards or accepting Christ. None of them are true and therefore evil. The church goes um, the extra mile to justify its evil doctrines, to justify um, making men uh, bishops or, or deacons and elders and pastors that are not qualified. It, it, it goes out of its way 
and tries to lay everything out to justify their errors and so they're they're very wise in that regard to do evil but god says to do good they have no knowledge and good would be to follow truth to lay out what the bible is actually saying regarding salvation or uh regarding sunday sabbath or or regarding whatever the bible addresses or whatever point that that god talks about and there they lack wisdom there they lack knowledge and in that context jeremiah says i beheld the earth and that's also in our verse in genesis 1 2 the earth was without form and void well here i beheld the earth and lo it was without form and void the the identical um statement in genesis 1 verse 2 at the original creation why why does god use those same words here in jeremiah 4 and and remember the word void the word void is only found in genesis chapter 1 verse 2 and here in Jeremiah 4 verse 23 and and those are two of three places it's only found a third time and that's in a verse we already looked at in Isaiah chapter 34 let's go back to Isaiah 34 and when we were looking at the Hebrew word um tohu strong's 84:14 we went to Isaiah 34 verse 11 and and we noticed that this chapter is describing judgment day and God spoke of stretching out upon it the line of confusion and the word confusion was without form. Well, it, it so happens that the Hebrew word void, which is bohu, without Form is the Hebrew word tohu, 84.14. Well, void is bohu, Strong's number 922. And that word is also in Isaiah 34, verse 11. And and I'll read it again. But the cormorant and the bittern shall possess it. The owl also and the raven shall dwell in it. And again, this is speaking of the world under the wrath of God, a world that um, fire and brimstone has fallen upon, a world where none shall pass through it forever and ever, uh, and, and that would be a reference to uh, God himself. God has departed from it. He has left it in the sense of um, saving, in, in the sense of shining the light of the gospel into it. And and so um, the language uh, is fairly common when there's a waste howling wilderness or a desert land, a barren land, you'll find unclean birds. We, we um, see that uh, with uh, Babylon in the book of Revelation, and we've seen it um, in Isaiah 13 with Babylon as well, in another chapter describing Judgment Day. God pictures 
an earth or a world under his wrath as a place, as a habitat for unclean fowl or birds. And so it goes on here, the owl also and the raven shall dwell in it, and he shall stretch out upon it the line of confusion, or the line without form, and the stones of emptiness. And the English word emptiness is a translation of um, Bohu 922 and Strong's Concordance found only three times. Genesis 1 verse 2, Jeremiah 4 verse 23, and here in Isaiah 34 verse 11. So these two words combined are only found together in these three places. And we wonder why. Why does does God, at the beginning of the creation, when he's just made the earth and the heaven, and he says it's without form and void, and and also um, notice in, let's go back to Jeremiah 4, in verse 23, and it says, I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form and void, and the heavens... And they had no light. Now, uh, go to verse 28 of Jeremiah chapter 4. For this shall the earth mourn, and the heavens above be black, because I have spoken it, I have purposed it, and will not repent, neither will I turn back from it. So, twice in this context, God says the heavens have no light, they are black. They are black, and and we understand why, because we've spent a lot of time studying this issue, and we've gone through, verse by verse, Revelation chapter 8, where God speaks of judging the third part, and the third part of the sun, and the third part of the moon, and the third part of the stars. And, well, let me read in Revelation 8, verse 12, And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon and the third part of the stars, so as the third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for the third part of it, and the night likewise. And we've seen that the third part is a reference to the corporate church, and when God smites the third part of the sun, or the third part of this, and the third part of that, it's pointing to the judgment on the church, where he darkened, the gospel light, he put out the light of the gospel within the churches when judgment began at the house of God. And then in Revelation chapter 9, it's the transition from judgment on the church to the judgment on the world, and it speaks of the the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. It's not the third part of the sun there, but it's the complete sun, because now it's typifying God's wrath on all the world, and therefore the whole sun is dark. Well, it, we we find in Jeremiah 4 that this statement in verse 23, where the earth is without form, void, and the heavens, and they had no light. Now let's go back to Genesis, Genesis 1 and verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness 
was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The original condition of the earth, of the world, was, it was without form and void, and it was complete darkness. It's not until verse 3, God says, let there be light, and there was light. So at this point, when when the statement is made that the earth is without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, that matches the condition spiritually of what God did to the church when he put out the light of the gospel. He he extinguished the light of the gospel, the light of the sun, the moon, and the stars within the churches and congregations, and he made the heavens dark, and he he returned them for whatever reason. We're we're not going at this minute try and understand why, but but this is what has happened spiritually. He has returned them to a condition that was at the very beginning of time, that was at the very beginning of the creation, and likewise in Isaiah thirty four. In Isaiah 34, uh, Jeremiah 4 and verse 23 in the context is describing God's judgment on the church. Well, Isaiah 34 and verse 11 in its context is describing God's judgment on the world. And look at verse 1 of Isaiah 34. Come near, ye nations, to hear and hearken, ye people. Let the earth hear and all that is therein, the world and all things that come forth of it, for the indignation of Jehovah is upon all nations. And then in verse 4, And all the host of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll, and all their hosts shall fall down as the leaf falleth off from the vine, as a falling fig from the fig tree. That is uh, within this context of God uh, pouring out his wrath in the day of Jehovah. And it's in the context that leads right up to verse 11 where we find those two words, without form and void. And, and let's compare Revelation 6 to Isaiah 34.4. As, as Isaiah 34.4 spoke of the host of heaven Dissolve the heavens rolled together as a scroll, and their host shall fall down as the leaf falleth off from the vine, as a falling fig from the fig tree. Well, compare Revelation 6, and um, the middle of verse 12 says, The sun became black as a sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll, when it is rolled together. Very definitely um, the same language which tells us that Isaiah 34 verse 4 is describing blackness, darkness in the heaven above. And, and, and just as Jeremiah 4 mentioned the, the light of the heaven was dark, the, the heavens were black. 
And, and here again in Isaiah 34, 11, he stretched upon it the line without form and the stones which were void. And both the line and stones, which we don't have time to look at right now, point to the word of God. And, and when God stretches a line, it, it involves measuring something with the word of God, or the word of God is making a declaration concerning something. And, and likewise, the stones, the stones, uh, the, the Ten Commandments were written on two tables of stone. Uh, often stones represent the word of God. So it's the stones of that which is void, the line of that which is without form. And it's related to God's word causing something to be without form and void, just as it was in the beginning. It was the word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word spoke and created that which was without form and void, the earth. At the very beginning. Well, we'll, we'll see how, uh, this might have some significance in our next Bible study. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.